0: Welcome to Potty Podcast Football. I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and we took a break just because we've been working on our uh, TV movie show, Potty Pod Cinema, recently, just because football's kind of done right now. There's not a lot going on, and we're trying to catch up with all our shows and movies that we've been missing. Uh, All the blockbuster movies are coming out, so we're trying to get ready for that. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go check us out on Potty Pod Cinema. Well, and not to say, but the Blockbuster shows as well. Yes, yeah, the Blockbuster <laughs> shows have been so fantastic. We've been blowing through
1: those. and Stranger Things, all the big ones. That's, are that's
0: right, yeah, there's a ton of stuff coming out. All the trailers are dropping. But uh, we wanted to come back, and because we're both Texans fans, do a Texans special, just kind of go over what they've done in the off-season so far. Um, they've had some the good, of the bad, the, and the ugly. Yeah, and mostly, I think it's been good... Um, a lot of these guys, we're gonna to have to see because they they drafted a lot of guys that are coming off injury, so we'll have to kind of see how that's working out. But uh, let's start at the beginning with free agency. So yeah, they actually. let some people walk. One of the biggest is Justin Reed, who didn't seem like he really wanted to be here. Like he was pretty vocal about not wanting to be here towards the end. I think Levy Smith kind of reeled him back in when he became head coach, but I think I think the diet already. It wasn't enough. On that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't enough,
1: and by then. Uh, you know, it was clear to Casario and to everybody else that he didn't want to be here. So that's kind of what we all used to call a locker room cancer. Not in the not in the worst case, like a TO. Yeah. But it's an epidemic of when your top players don't want to be there and they're vocal about it. It is not good for a rebuilding team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that I mean, it is okay. It, that that's all right. Uh, it's too bad, but I felt like kind of like with every player in the Bill O'Brien era, they never got better. Like when they came in, you saw their best stuff in the first year or two, and then they just never improved. So that's fine. He's with Kansas City now, I believe. That's a good spot for him. Um, You know, wish him all the luck, but yeah. Um, Yeah, he's taking
1: Matthew's place, and he's a downgrade.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next is Jacob Martin, who, I, I mean, he was kind of a fan favorite. He's a situational guy. You can kind of rotate him. But there wasn't that, really a, not a lot of need to keep him around.
1: Yeah, that was the problem. Is he was a good pass rusher, but he was a huge liability against the run. Yeah, and so that's that's obviously not at all where they wanted to go this year anymore. Because we were thirty second against the thirty first or thirty second against the run. Mm-hmm. Either way, awful, and he was a big part of that.
0: Yeah, and the last is Philip Lindsey. That's fine. We weren't doing him any favors. He wasn't doing us any favors. I hope all the best to him, but he's a slight guy and a speedy guy and I, he just can't, you can't take those licks. And so hopefully he does something because he's, I mean, he's not an old guy. I, God, I think he's I, think he's I hope 25. he doesn't because
1: I think he's a cult. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I like the guy. I hope he does well
1: too. But uh, I want to say, where did he end up playing? Is it the Colts? Uh, yeah,
0: he's with the Colts right now. He's, yeah, he's yeah. 27 years old. So, I mean, for a running back, that's basically 50. Uh you at 27, you're pretty that's that's usually the mark when you just start falling off. And I think he fell off a little bit earlier just because like I was saying, he's more of a slider guy, but uh ah, he seemed like a good dude. Uh we released Marcus Cannon. That kind of makes sense. they never got, played a snap. Yeah, never <laughs> played a snap. We've got our book in tackles. Um might as well move on. And that's kind of Castillo's thing with a lot of these guys is he brings in a lot of these, I don't know, middle ground vets um, and just kind of – or uh, guys that are potential. They have potential, but you just don't know if they've reached it. And so he brings them in to see what they've got. And if there's nothing, then he just let, moves on from them. But uh, And the
1: theme, the theme is really they were either used incorrectly in the system they were mm-hmm. currently in. And so he believes they could be much better in his system. Or uh, like in Marcus's cannon situation, he's a really good player, but he was injured. So it's it's worth the gamble of two million bucks to find out if he could just not get injured again. But he did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but in
1: some situations it works out, and some yeah. it doesn't. So
0: yeah. Um, then guys, we picked up. So kind of continuing on with that uh, that theory of you know guys that are maybe just past their prime or at the just over the hill, or you know, potential they Injury, got, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna say this: Agbo Akarakwa, um, they got from the Rams, and I watched a little bit of tape on him in the Super Bowl. I didn't see anything that was that great, but um, that's not really where they got their pressure. It was more, there's more in you know, from the inside, but they, they think he could be something, they think he could give them something. He's 27. He was looking really good
1: prior to injury. I mean, yeah. he, he, he was rated an 80 on PFF, which I know. That doesn't mean everything, great of course. Assault, yeah, he was a grain of salt. But uh, Rams fans kind of saw him as an upgrade over Jacob Martin. You know, that he was, he was one of those fan favorites. He was able to pin his ears back and really uh, rush the passer uh, as a situational pass rusher. But I think, and this is my theory, I think he was better at setting the edge than Martin. So it made more sense to give him a shot in a low salary, especially when they had an opportunity to potentially draft like an Aiden Hutchison or something like that. Um, And so I think it made more sense to give, yeah, to not give Martin much money and just, and just give it to Ogbo and say, Hey, maybe if he comes back from injury and he's as good as he looked. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they, they address some of the edge rushers after the draft and we'll kind of get that later, but um, yeah, they brought in Marlon Mack who, I, some people are a little bit higher on. I, I mean, I feel like he's basically like a David Johnson. Um, he's, yeah, I'm
1: not high on this either, Yeah, but you're he, right.
0: He was a guy that had a lot of production and then had a bad injury and will never be the same. I mean, he's coming off an Achilles injury. Granted it's two years from the Achilles injury. And that's usually how long it takes to be that good again. But that's for young guys. Usually guys, uh, that are, I mean, not even old. He's 26. God, I, for some reason I thought he was older but
1: no he's young he he burst onto the scene yeah and i think he he only had two two solid years right yeah. before he got injured yeah yeah he had two years of play he was really solid you know like, like I said i was ruptured Achilles and then yeah he's back but last year he was back with like i think there were like 7 games left and he couldn't crack the lineup and get any playing time but it is jonathan taylor that was in front of him
0: yeah
1: and the and Eam. and deem hines yeah, yeah. who you know, people thought would be okay. He was unreal. And so I get why they're like, you know, we'll, we'll stick with the two that are working extremely well mm-hmm. versus throwing in a ruptured Achilles former former running back that's about to be done with their uh, contract anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, why not? So I, I'm, I'm not very high on this. I agree with you. Uh, there's a lot of people that are very high on him for some reason. Uh, I think they're setting themselves up for failure, though. But, uh, you know, if he works out, awesome, and, and it'll be yet another steal.
0: Yeah. Um, the next one is Reeves Maven. So they keep adding to that linebacking core, which I like, because last year they had Kevin Pierre-Lewis, uh, Camus Gregear-Hill. Gregier hill Yeah, Gregear-Hill yeah. and Christian Kirksey. And they bring in Jalen Reeves Maven, who – he makes sense. He kind of fits that situation. He's going to be the guy that – he's going to just – he's going to go after the run. He's going to help the run. Mm-hmm. He's going to pin his ears back, like you said, with Ibo and just kind of help him there. You got Gugger Hill, who's more of your coverage guy. Christian Kirksey can, he's a true Mike can, can cover. Um, so uh, yeah, I like that. He, he's 27 as well. And that's kind of what you're finding is 27 is, 27 is middle-aged and, and the NFL. <laughs> it is. And, yeah. And it's so sad. yeah. So they're finding these guys that are middle-aged and just trying to see if they can get a little bit out of them for on these small deals. So I, I, I like the approach. Um, you're not invested heavily in these guys, but if it turns out they're all right, then you keep them around.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I, I call him Christian. Medin. Uh, oh, but how, how clever. <laughs> yeah, it is clever, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> only because, uh, I think, and I truly hope
0: that Harris is starting that spot anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to him in a little while. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, two other people we want to talk about that they brought in during free agency is uh, they got M.J. Stewart out of Cleveland, this, the strong safety, who, if you ask Cleveland fans, they were pretty high on him. They didn't really want to let him go. He's 26. Um, it's kind of a back, uh, packed secondary in Cleveland, so I'm guessing that's why they let him go. But they got him for a pretty reasonable deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. this is one of
0: my favorite pickups
1: as far as uh, uh, potential for a, you know, a diamond in the rough. Like I think out of all the guys we got, he has the best chance of actually becoming a solid starter and, and wowing people because uh, we do have Pete. Well, again, we'll get to Petrie later, but uh, I, his, his coverage is good. He can hit hard. Uh, His PFF hasn't been in 84. (laughs) Uh, He was one of the top ranked, uh, safeties and he played plenty so it's not like he was injured a lot of the season Mm -hmm. um or anything like that uh i i just think he's got all the things lovey smith's light really likes and i think yeah i think he just kind of slipped through the the cracks because he wasn't a no name and i think it was maybe a little bit of a uh like you said the crowded secondary back there people thought that might have just made him look better than he was and they didn't want to risk it um, but, I mean, we don't have a lot to lose, <laughs> so uh, I think we might end up with a steal here that people are going to regret having passed up on. Yeah,
0: I, there's a lot of hype for for him coming out of Cleveland, so yeah, that's interesting, as opposed to the previous safety that we got out of Cleveland, Eric Murray, that uh, Bill O'Brien just threw money at, because To be
1: ecstatic. fair, To be fair, there was no
0: hype coming out
1: on Eric no. so
0: <laughs> and, and in fact, the one person that did
1: get a little bit of hype coming out of there was uh, Tavier Thomas and he worked out real well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then last on that list is AJ can who coming out of Jacksonville, he's 30 years old. He's going to come in and play guard. He's basically, we talked about this before on your offensive line. You need about three studs and then two vets or warm bodies Jags. or something like that. Jags. Yeah. Just a guy. And that's kind of what AJ can is. He's a vet, who will kind of come in? You can just plug him in, and he'll do okay. And um, you don't, you won't have it, to worry about him. You can just put him in, it, and he'll
1: yeah, plug. it'll be interesting to see too. Yeah. So, like he he's he's a conundrum because uh, I want to say two years ago he had like an incredible season. Like he was he was he was fine before that. About two years ago, he had an incredible season, and everyone was like, "Whoa, this dude really ended up working out." and then the next season, bad season, (laughs) which was last season. He just had a a wildly mediocre season, and they're like, oh, what happened? So was, was that a fluke year that he was really, really, really great, or was last year the fluke that he was great, but something happened and he was playing through an injury? So we'll see. I don't expect him to be great at all. I think he's more of a jag, but there was the slight hope of two years ago he had a great season out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of that's what Casario has done. I mean, we we keep rehashing that, but that's kind of what he's done is hoping yeah. he can, you know, get some of that. Um, the biggest thing that happened in free agency is that finally, Watson's gone. After all the drama, we moved uh, on. Yeah. And then I was talking <laughs> to some friends yesterday, like, did you hear the latest with about Deshaun Watson? I said, No, because I don't have to. Because <laughs> I, I don't just care. Yeah. It's amazing. Not I my problem. Care. Yeah. Yeah. So that's he, freeing. Yeah. And there was it led up like we thought the Saints were gonna get him. We thought the Panthers, we thought it looked like the Falcons, it was a done deal. But then yeah. I, the the Browns come in at the last second. And we we were we'd heard that they're out, that they were not a contender. But I think they came back and like, look, look we're going to give you all your money guaranteed. And yeah. that's kind of what did it for him. And then they also did the contract, which the NFL is not thrilled about for <laughs> That, yeah, what is mad. it, the first year he only makes like $100,000. And then after that, he makes all his money because he's expected well, to get suspended this year. And so he would lose. Yes and no. Okay, well, let me know.
1: So, yeah, so his base salary is a hundred thousand dollars or or whatever the not a hundred thousand, the league minimum. Well, I think it's actually four hundred thousand dollars. So it's a league minimum. Uh his his uh his pay for year one was a hundred percent signing bonus, which can't be taken away. It's already done. He already has it. Okay. It can't so, be taken away from a from a, a
0: suspension. So And it's a million two, dollars. It's a million dollars for twenty twenty two total. Yeah,
1: a million dollars. Yeah. So if they if he was suspended the entire year by the NFL He will still only lose one million dollars. All of his contract is guaranteed. Yeah. So shady and that he that he structured it around making sure the NFL couldn't screw him out of any money. So the word is they're meeting right now, literally today. uh, The NFL is meeting with Deshaun Watson and his reps, um, which they say is the last step before uh, word on suspension will come out. Some some word towards suspension will come out. They're saying the precedent was set with Antonio Brown, and that's what the NFL is supposedly going to do, which Antonio Brown, a few years ago, what was different about Antonio Brown is he had like 10 different lawsuits going on at the same time. And they were ranging from all kinds of different offenses, from mm-hmm. punching people to threatening people to sexual assault to just all kinds of stuff. Um, and so they said, all right, what we're going to do, the NFL said says, we're, we're suspending you now for like four games. And then we're reserving the right to when these trials end next year to suspend you again, because what you're being suspended for is not a specific thing. It's for a collection of things that are making us look bad. And so we'll, we'll get into the specifics next year with a second suspension. So some people are saying right now what they're going to do is they're they're getting ready to suspend them to punish Cleveland because of that contract. For like four or five games, yeah, and then they're going to come back at the beginning after this off season and suspend them for next year. Which, as a team that got two first round picks based on Cle- where Cleveland finishes up, is delicious.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> it's about delicious that. Delicious
1: that that could end up happening, and uh and Baker would have to come in and start for them, and he hates yeah. them. So it will be hilarious to see how that works out. I think I think Jacoby Brissett ends up having to play.
0: Yeah, I think Baker will still probably play. I think he'll still – I mean, he's going to have to – I don't know. You might be right. He might just say, no, you won't, you might sit. I don't know. I could see him sit. Like, of all the people, I could see Baker sitting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, back to the Texans, though.
0: Yeah. Because uh, who cares about the Browns? Well, I just want uh, to talk about his contract. So, the right. it's $230 million over five seasons, and it's fully guaranteed. Yeah, that's just 46 just million a year after 2022. That's just unreal. I mean, because he,
1: nobody wants to see that the bad guy won, and that's exactly what's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the yeah. bad guy is truly winning. And so he got to force his move. He got to pick the team he goes to and guarantee all of his money. I mean, it's a raise a year after already getting a massive contract extension. Yeah. So it's really gross. Uh, really gross. I will say, from the Texans' point of view, though the trade, um, you and I did kind of call from the beginning. We we, we laughed, or I laughed. Um, so when this all when it would all started, even before the season was over last year, uh, you know the speculation was all obviously all over the place. Well, it's going to be between the Panthers and uh, what was the other team? Uh, oh, Pan- at the time it was Panthers, Dolphins, and and Broncos. Yeah, and they're like it's going to be one of these three teams that doesn't have a QB and blah blah blah, and it's guaranteed. and, and I was like, yeah, you and I both kind of said. Uh, it's going to be someone that nobody has any idea is in the mix yet.
0: Yeah,
1: like we've I said, it's going to be the Steelers. It's going to be—I don't know—I don't think that I said the Browns, but I think we might have mentioned the Browns at one point because well, Baker. But like, but... we
0: never thought he would want to go to Cleveland. Like, who picks Cleveland?
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. And and I mean, to be fair, they are a heck of a team on paper. They are uh, to, to have Watson added. I mean, they're they're going to win some things. But, but have you ever been to Cleveland? It was, Cleveland? The, it was the, yeah, I know. Very nice but restaurants. It was, it was the money. Nothing else to do. Yeah, it, it was the money. It was the guaranteed yeah. money is, is all he cares about. Yeah, and so yeah, quite the quite the contract. But I do think you and I were pretty right on the money when we said it's not going to be one of the teams you think. It's yeah. going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere, the Seahawks, the Browns, the you know the uh, the Steelers. I, I mean, you and I were looking at like three or four teams that that have a quarterback, you know, or you know, quote unquote, have a quarterback. But uh, th- that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Panthers lost out. Falcons lost. Out. Falcons really got hosed. Yeah, Pan- they uh, did.
0: Cause they, cause Matt Ryan, like after that, match, like, well, I don't want to stay, man. You, you already told me I was gonna, you know, I was out. You'd already played. Like clearly, you don't want me. So they ended up trading him to the Colts for I think a second or third, which doesn't help. Which again doesn't help us because I think they're going to be really good.
1: Well, the Saints too. Just and we'll get off it. I know, but the the Saints. They cap they were so capstrapped when this season started. They were so it was gonna be so impossible for them to get Watson because of how far over the cap they already were. Um and when they got word with Watson they they were under the depression, they were getting him. And so and and Watson wanted to keep those players. That was part of the thing. Is I wanted I'm not, you can't get rid of your whole team so that you can afford me. I don't want to be on it. Yeah. So they went through systematically right before the trade was supposed to go down, and uh, extended and restructured like every single contract on that team. So for the next three years, they are completely hosed. Uh, they have no tradable players yeah. because everything's you know going to be back. And they got it.
0: rid of Eric Armstead too. They got or rid Terran, of Bates, Terran, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And uh I mean, they're hoes, man. Yeah, they're so hosed. They've got all kinds of talent, but no QB. And they're they're over the cap every single year for the next three years, having to get rid of players and still no quarterback. Yeah, yet. and uh, unreal.
0: Well, let's talk about what the Texans got. So they got three firsts, a third, and two fourths, and they gave up Deshaun Watson and a I think it's a fifth or sixth. I think it's a sixth uh in 2024. So. I, the, I think he's good. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm just kind of, I was just kind of happy to be done with him. I'm, we, we're done. Yeah. We've got three firsts. Um, and with the way the suspensions could work out and the way with the in Cleveland that things are going, those could be high firsts from them. So, But regardless, three firsts, you're going to be able to rebuild. You may, and what's nice is you they didn't go crazy this year because next year is a much better quarterback class. I think CJ Stroud's the best quarterback coming out. Um, some people like, um, Oh, what's his name out of Alabama? Yeah. Bryce young, Bryce young. And so they're going to, it's another year to see what you got out of, uh, Davis mills who would have been the best quarterback in the 2022 draft. So you kind of got him for a third last year. You're going to see what you got in him this year. If he's great, fantastic. You don't have to worry about that. And if he's not, well, you're the Texans. You're going to have a high draft pick, and you're going to have another first, so you have the ability to move around to go get that quarterback if need be.
1: Yeah, I love the way it worked. And like you said, there was a point several times where, you and I just kind of looked at each other like, dude, just give me three firsts, and let's call it a day. Let's just get this done. Like, who cares? Let's just get some picks. And we got some picks, and that's – it's – Exactly what we needed. We're rebuilding, and, and the exciting part about this is, it appears. Well, it's, you have to find out for sure, but it appears we have a GM that's making good decisions with the draft picks. Yeah. Even if some of them don't work out, I'm a hundred percent on board at the time with the picks he picked and why. Like, there's nothing worse than when they make a pick and you're like, "What? Yeah. Why would you bring in that guy?" And I thoroughly enjoyed the pro the reasoning for his picks and the individual picks themselves. So. Well,
0: well, let's get into it. So with the draft, the Texans had two first picks. They had the third overall. And there was a lot of, in the mocking, I don't know why, but there was a lot of teams, a lot of people that had the Texans taking a tackle, which just means that they didn't under, they didn't understand what the Texans were doing, which seemed like that was going a lot this year. Um, a lot of people apologized, like saying Coley did a good job. He won five, four games. Vegas had him winning four games. And anyone that watched the games or the press conferences knew it ain't him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it wasn't even close. I mean, uh, he was, he was god awful. And he was, he was the reason they lost some of the games. Like, I, and I'm yeah. not, I'm still not totally convinced that we weren't trying to set it up for him to lose the game.
0: <laughs> uh, I think they brought him in because he's a good dude. They needed to get the locker room right. He's not going to rock the boat. That's it. Lovey Smith, uh, players love Lovey Smith and David Coley, like, has never been successful. Like, he wasn't successful as a wide receivers coach for the Ravens. He had one of the worst wide receiving cores of all – not cores, but stats. I think they had one touchdown the whole time he was a wide receiving coach for the Chiefs. He was never a good coach, but they're like, look, he's a good dude. He'll come in. We'll just – it'll calm the waters, and we can – I think they were thought they could keep him for two years and then move on, but he was so bad in his first year, like, they knew that they couldn't stick with him. And so, it is what it is. But um, – but he got us the third pick, and we didn't need a tackle because How- Titus Howard's going to move back to right tackle. He never should have been a guard, uh, but just because of injuries. Larry Tunsil's your left tackle. They extended him. And so you've got your bookends, and they needed – I mean, they could take just about anything. And so I would have been fine with uh, Ikea Kwanmu, uh, have him played guard until – at you know in two years, Tunsil or Howard, you're only going to be able to keep one of them and he could have moved out to, to tackle. But they took Derek Stingley. I Derek Stingley – I love it. He, he could be one of the most prolific uh, cornerbacks. Like, he could be like Jalen Ramsey level. The problem is he got – he was amazing his freshman year. Like, if he could have gone into the draft after his freshman year, he probably would have been a top-ten pick. But then he got a Liz Frank injury, yeah. which is uh, basically a bone in, the, in your foot breaks. And they kept having issues. And List Franks are, they tend to, they can keep having you, giving you issues. Now, uh, Greg, uh, what's his name? Greg Olson, who was the tight end for the Panthers, yeah. had that and just could never get back. Now, granted, he was much older, and that's a much, you know, injuries just kind of pile up. But for a foot, a foot injury always scares me. If Derek Stingley doesn't have health issues, then this is a, an unbelievable get. But the theme with the draft and the thing that kind of concerns me is, we drafted a lot of guys coming off of injury.
1: yeah, we did, but um, they listen, we have a medical staff on purpose <laughs> yeah. and I mean they were thoroughly convinced that it w- that he was fine. Uh, I know straight line speed is different than change of direction, but the dude ran like a four three seven of a like week and a half out of the boot. didn't even Uh, look like he like
0: didn't even look like he like worked out for the pro day he He didn't they said he did yeah he He, just showed up and just decided to have fun
1: he got four days of training prior to the uh prior to the uh the combine from from getting the boot off and that still was being told not at 100 percent during the training so i mean uh, i i'm not worried at all about the injury i was a little worried about the time off really um but I think it was uh, 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 Harris. What's that guy? Is it John Harris? Yeah, John Harris. John Harris made me feel really a lot better about this pick, and he was he was saying hands down the entire time, Stingley over uh, Sauce. Stingley over Sauce. Yeah. And he actually has somebody else over Sauce as well. Um, I think it was uh, it was the guy you liked, uh, Mick something, <laughs> McDuffie. Oh
0: yeah, uh, I like McDuffie a lot.
1: And and the reasoning was, uh, you know, the uh, we we talked about this before, but uh, he mirrors the receiver's uh, feet first and, and, and flips the, turns the hips, follow, mirrors the hips first and the feet uh, pro, and, and, then, and then tracks the ball and makes plays on the ball uh, and, and uses his hands when he needs to, using his size if he has to. But uh, Sauce relies almost entirely on his hands and his hands first. And he's like, when, when we do a deep dive onto the the top corners taken over the last like, 10, 20 years, the ones that are that are arms first and relying on their physicality rarely translate into the NFL, not saying he can't translate to the NFL, but it rarely works out. Whereas the guys that that track and mirror the receivers feet first have a huge success rate uh, translating into the NFL compared to the, the, the arms first uh, corners. Okay. And so so that's the, that was that was one of the big reasons. But then they also said, you know, in this This regime, Casario, more than anything, uh, values tape. He evaluates what he can see on the tape, and that's what Belichick was always like, too, and why uh, he and Belichick had some good – they were always really good in the mid-rounds. They, they, they bomb on receivers for whatever reason, but they're always good on the mid rounds and finding the role players that they needed to find. And like defensive it was, it was players. They're good. at getting Yeah. Defensive it was, players. Frustratingly was frustratingly good.
0: And
1: alignment was frustratingly good. For what they needed on their system, they, they'd go somewhere else and not be great, but still.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so they had tape all day of Stingley going up against Jerry Judy, uh, 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 Justin Jefferson, and Jam- whoever that receiver. Jamar is Chase on
0: his own team, Justin Jamar Jefferson Chase, on his Chase. own team. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jamar. That's what I meant. Yeah, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Yeah, every every single practice.
0: And so they're like, dude, we
1: feel very comfortable that he's going to translate into the NFL. So, so for that reason, I'm very excited. Again, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed at first. <laughs> I will admit that I was I was kind of hoping Sauce or Icky.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: but but the more I learn about why they picked Stingley, they, they, they seem to think he's the most surefire player to translate in the NFL.
0: I mean, if he's healthy, he's going to be, he's going to be yeah. unbelievable. So I'm good with that. Um, the second pick they got was Kenyon green. And I, this,
1: who, this was your least favorite.
0: This was, well, the problem is I like Zion Johnson a lot more. I think he's a lot more versatile. He can do a lot more thing. I think Kenyon green is going to be really good in the run game. Um, But I don't know about in the past protection and I I just I liked Zion a lot more and Zion was still on the table. I felt like you could maybe get King Young Green and later and you could trade back and get King Young Green later. Maybe give him get Oh no way. No way! He was
1: he was going very soon. Mm. He was going very soon. Uh I I, maybe not, you know, the next two picks, but he wasn't gonna be there five picks later, I'm convinced. But I I might agree with you on Zion if you're like worried about a guy that can play multiple positions, but I want a left guard. <laughs> like I mean I've even said it with Icky. Like I want him as left guard. Like I know he can play tackle, but like we need a left guard yeah. badly. And uh, and I I believe Titus can play left tackle if he needs to. I mean he was actually extremely solid last the last four weeks of the year he had to kick out the left tackle and he finished top five for left tackle in that time frame. So uh, I mean he he can play left tackle if we if we lose uh, Tunsil, but so I'm not worried about that spot. Uh, so much. But yeah, but I guard, that. I, I I do I, I think so. But uh, but but left guard our guards are horrible, and yeah. we need a guard who's going to play guard and stay at guard. I don't want this Suafilo thing where we bring in a guard and try him at every single position because he's versatile. So to play one spot, like uh, I, I think that. Uh, I think he's a really good pickup. I, I really like the dude. I think he's he's a manimal, <laughs> and uh, I mean I saw him play a lot, and he was just so darn good. Uh, that I, I, in fact, I think he gave up zero sacks. No, he gave up one sack this year, uh, one sack last year, um, and he played like key defenses over and over and over. He yeah, we I mean, played in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't give up sacks to those. Yeah, he didn't give up a sack to Devon Wyatt and Jordan Davis. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled, dude. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I'm, I, I I'm not so. saying he's I'm not putting him in the pro bowls. I'm just I'm really I'm really confident that'll work out as a starter. I hope he turns out to be a pro bowler. <laughs> I, that would be amazing. But uh at the I I at least need a solid starter at left guard to protect our quarterback so they can develop.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um so that was pick 15 in the first round. And then the uh pick 5 in the second because they moved back a little bit. They got Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, which I This is your guy. I, I like Petrie a lot. He can play in the nickel. He can play safety. <laughs> he's um, he's aggressive. He like he just a lot of people are have compared him to Honey Badger because he just seems to, he just has a knack for knowing where the ball is gonna be and just kind of being there. And so I like him a lot. Um, I thought that he would go later, but I don't have a problem with it just because it's very clear that what everyone all the analysts thought and what the nfl teams thought was very different this year which is expected just because there wasn't the top end guys it was this was a lot of uh, filler where everyone was kind of a second or third round pick this year there wasn't really a ton of first and so i thought he'd go later but i hey man i am fine with Jalen petrie i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna do really well back there and uh You've got Derek Stingley, Jalen Petrie, M.J. Stewart, and your secondary now. That's that's uh, that's confidence-inducing, uh, just because with that cover two that uh, Levy runs, the secondary the means a lot. Yeah. yeah, the cover two. Uh, he ran more of a Tampa two, and of course, it's going to have to change because you can't run cover, you can't run uh, zone all the time. You have to have you have to be able to do man, which is why they got Derek Stingley because he can. He'll be able to shadow people, and he, it'll probably be he's on man, and everyone else is on zone, is what I'm expecting. But uh, the next, I, I, I love him. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm just gonna say that I love the guy. I was I was low on him. He was my least favorite pick at the moment, just yeah, because I viewed him. About that. Yeah, I viewed him over as a tweener, you know, and, and kind of like I said with the left guard, like I want a guy who's coming in to play this spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like plug him in. That that position is set, and that yeah. was like. I hate bringing a guy that I'm like, he might play some nickel corner. He might play some safety. He might play some, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, like the jack of all trades is the master of none. And I want the master. You know what I mean? But like that's that, the thing. Like, but but that's not this guy. But yeah, that's I, the thing
0: I, is you don't know. Is, is it a tweener or are they versatile? I think he's versatile. I don't think he's a tweener. Correct. So, correct. and I you agree. need those guys. You need safeties that can also play nickel. That can, I mean, look at, um, oh, what's his name? Out of uh, Michigan. The safety. Daxton Hill is very, very similar to that. And I think Petrie's pretty. I would. Him or Daxton Hill, I think, are about even. I'm fine with either of those. Uh, okay. Right. So, next in the. With the 12th pick in the second round, we got John Mechie. Uh, he was someone I thought we could have gotten in the third round. Uh, he's coming off an ACL injury. So, this is the third player out of four that is coming off of a, a, an injury. And. He's gonna be your sloty, you know, your slot guy across the middle. That's who he's gonna be. I, I liked him a lot at the beginning of the draft, but watching more and more of him, like I just don't know if he's, I don't, I don't know if he's the guy that I thought he would be at the first. It just, he he seemed fine, but I, I maybe it's because he had Jamison Williams on the other side. But I was like, I don't know. It just he's not. He he just you, there's certain players you watch like, oh no, that guy can play. And in the second round, especially in this draft, you should still be able to go out and say, okay, that guy can play. He may not be a star, but that guy's going to be solid. And I don't know about Mechie. I mean, if you just keep him in the slot, he could be all right. Um, but for the second round, or for the 12th pick in the second round, boy, you got he's really got to nail that slot position if that's, his, if that's what he, he's going to do.
1: Yeah, I, I think he can. I, I, Mechie is one of the players that I'm highest on in the entire draft. So I, and and because I do, he's not going to play outside. He is going to be a slot receiver for sure. Uh, So he'll, he'll play in the slot. They'll have Nico and cooks on the outside. Um, But I think he's, he's tough as heck uh, over the middle and he's really sure handed. He has the ability to get separation quickly off the jump, but then he doesn't have like blazing speed afterwards. Um, But I think that's fine because I think that's how Davis Mills is going to use. Well, the Texans will use him. I think that he's going to get targeted a ton. I mean, if you look at all the old, and, and again, Cassario, having Casario doesn't mean you're going to run a Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. Um, but <laughs> Casario was always looking for the for those slotty dudes, and uh, and he got one. <laughs> I mean, I think this. I think he. I've even seen PFF and Vegas both had uh, projections that. Uh, I think he's gonna get like thirty more targets this year than Nico Collins got all of last year. Yeah. Uh they're just they're gonna use the the slot heavy. So so I think this position is very important. And while he's not a blazing outside receiver like some of those other guys were getting, I think for the slot he was one of the best picks we could make. And uh I think he's a starter day one. Um I think he'll take about Six seven weeks to develop, you know, that that rapport with with Davis Mills. But I think by the second half of this coming year, I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. I think he ends up with like 700 yards, uh, which, which for a rookie that that that's needs to really be time in this yeah, slot, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm I I, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that from uh from Mechie and to give give a security blanket to our quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing is if he's able to work that slot, then that helps out your quarterback a ton especially when you your quarterback you're trying to figure out what he's got this year so I, I mean i'm i'm fine with it i just thought you could have gotten him maybe a little bit later or there were other slot receivers you probably could have there were other receivers i feel like that i would have rather had um that were still on the board i'm trying to think going to the second i think round. they were
1: outside guys though right like um like i felt like i felt like that was giving up on nico a little too early like I mean I'm not if that's what they wanted to do like I get it and I would have been on board with it but I feel like Nico there's still a chance Nico could be pretty good um i think he just needed a little bit more time to develop and uh but I definitely saw a lot of promise yeah. my only my only concern is there were times where it seemed like he just really wasn't getting a lot of separation and he's so big that he was just gonna use his body to get the ball but I'd rather him get separation so, <laughs> uh, yeah. so
0: here's the thing like these are wide receivers that went after him uh george pickens another guy is coming off an injury uh but is gonna be i think george pickens could end up being like one of the top three wide receivers in this draft alex alec pierce who would have been he's a different kind of slot guy he's a big dude he's like six two uh coming at cincinnati and i think he's doing good sky Moore, i think sky Moore. is an outside receiver he is yeah. an outside receiver but he's he's so talented and brandon cooks is gonna go i mean I guess you can get one of those guys later, but there's just there were better wide receivers, and I also feel like Sky Moore, you could probably use him, kind of as a like Tyreek Hill takes the top off, but also they use him underneath, and because he can get that yak, he can get the yards after uh, carry or uh, catch, and so I don't know. There's just there were better wide receivers. I think that was my biggest issue with it, but uh, the next two I love. So they got Christian Harris, the linebacker out of Alabama, in the third round, and I, Lovey was thrilled. I think Texans fans were like, that is that's a guy that can play. I was excited. (laughs) Yeah, I was too. Yeah, to get that's because that was a guy we were we both liked. We needed some help in the linebacking court just because it needs it needs to get younger. And I think Christian Harris is going to be he his coverage isn't the best, but I feel like I mean he can play Mike. yeah, it's well. good enough
1: he'll he'll play will to start yeah i think uh and make his way in because Kirksey's there now but um but yeah i agree with you and i've seen several places uh write him up as one of the top steals of the draft so i mean there, there's a lot of people that believed he was going to go earlier and and Lovey's comments were you know uh, Lo- lovey was a little worried with cassero and it's kind of a funny little storyline we passed on him when who was the pick before him was it mechie
0: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mechie was
1: picked for So we passed, so they waited, really wanted- they waited a whole round They waited a
0: whole round, 12th pick in the second And then 11th pick in the third
1: Yeah, and so he he wanted uh, Christian Harris there Where they got Mechie And he looked at, Casario was like Dude, I need Harris <laughs> And uh, and they took Mechie instead And and he said on top of that They had had on their board, they thought Harris would have already been gone by then Yeah. So he was even like like pushing Casario to get him before that, like in the spot of, uh, of, uh, was it Petrie? And, uh, he's like, no, no, no. And then we moved up and grabbed a couple spots, I think in the third, right. Didn't we end up moving up like two spots? Uh, it's two, two or three.
0: Yeah. I believe so.
1: Uh, yeah. And so, and so we moved up and we nailed and got him like way, you know, in the middle of the the third and lovey Smith jumped up and hugs Casario. (laughs) He's like, you got him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, he, he really wanted him. And, uh, yeah, i th- I think I think he needs to learn a little this year, but I think he has a lot of potential. And I've heard him described as uh, being as good against the run as Zach Cunningham, which was Cunningham's real strength. Yeah, he'd go sideline to sideline. He wasn't afraid to smack people right in the middle, but when it was time to jump into coverage, he was just lost. And they said Harris isn't going to be, you know, the best ever coverage linebacker, but he won't be lost. He knows where to go. He knows his assignment. He'll be there maybe he gets beat every now and then but he's going to be a lot better than zach cunningham was so so there's a lot of people that have him as a fourth round or sorry third round pick ranked ahead of zach cunningham who we got in the like early second yeah when we drafted him so yeah could be a big steal and he's a smart dude too
0: yeah uh and then uh, the second pick in the fourth round we got damian pierce so running back out of florida which i i was telling you before this i was like he's gonna be good because you were not happy because he just he didn't get a ton of snaps But the problem was the coaches in Florida were just bad. Like they just didn't, they never, like every time he got the, he got the ball, he, yeah. Every time he got the ball, he produced and he's, I mean, he's a, he's a little bowling ball. Like he's a thick boy and he can run it, but they just never, they just never gave him the snaps for some reason, but he, he produced. I'm thrilled about it. Uh, Yeah. He
1: did produce when he got the ball. I mean, you, you, you nailed it. Yeah. My frustration was just the, yeah, you're right. They, they showed, I think, that he only had twice where he had double-digit carries in his whole career. Mm-hmm. So so single-digit carries is what you had to go off of on tape. So I I was a little shocked that you know for a guy who goes for nothing but tape, they would go after a guy that they got very little tape on because <laughs> he didn't get but, more but than. But all the tape that you say. saw, so, like yeah.
0: he pro- like he was good. Like he he was productive. Yeah, the whole he was time. productive. Yeah. Um, and then we're not going to go through all of them, but one other guy I just want to bring up is Thomas Booker, the defensive tackle out of Stanford, who they got in the seventh pick uh, with the seventh pick in the fifth round, who yes. is a very – I think he's very much a Levy Smith guy. Stanford, so he's a smart guy. You're not an idiot. You're playing at Stanford. And I don't think he'll be like a world beater, but he'll – you need – with with Levy Smith's system, the Tampa 2 – you have to have a smart safety, a smart linebacker and a smart defensive tackle and i think they got all three of those in this draft.
1: So you know Davis Mills knew him in college and and, yeah. and clearly i would imagine they they asked him you know quite a bit about Thomas Booker before that pick. So you know he's going to look at Booker this uh, defensive tackle and say all right man i got you this job so uh Layoff hitting me hard in practice. Okay, buddy, uh, <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I agree with you. I love it. I love that this is Stanford pick, and he's a really likable dude. I don't know if you've seen any of him on video, yes. but uh, he's an adult. They, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, he's 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 like the uh, um, face of the franchise already. Almost like they, they're using him in everything that has video or <laughs> your conferencing yeah. or, or appearances. It's constantly him being thrown out there. So. Good for him. Uh, I hope he does really well. He reminds me of kind of like a Christian Covington, where we're going to get this guy like late round that uh, a lot of people just, you know, didn't see a lot of, and and he's going to come in here and maybe be an impact, an impact good player. Maybe never great, but he's going to be a good role player yeah. for a long time. So I, I'm excited to buy him too. Yeah. But the, and and to end this, uh, one of the big themes in in all this. Um, that they mentioned several times during the telecast that I was watching was how many of these guys played in Texas or yeah. from Texas, uh, and and that apparently from Casario, that was not an accident. So part of their you know they've got all this money in free agency next year, right? And so I think you and I had talked about this several times too before the draft. Was like I was like I'd like to see them draft an offense so that we're enticing to free agents. You know what I mean? So the free agents see something. Well, he had a different plan. <laughs> and his is I want I want to fill the locker room up with players that are happy to be here and want to be here. That because that helps create that positive environment, unlike Justin Reed, which we were talking about, where even some of your leaders don't want to be there and it's like this is this is BS. It's gonna drive other players away. Yeah. And so he he stocked this this team up with people from the area who were just excited to play on their childhood favorite team i mean it's so crazy to think a lot of these players were like nine when the texans were formed you know or or eight and uh so this has been their childhood team and they're getting to play in it so they brought in all these guys that are going to be really hyped and excited to play here on top of the fact that last year they brought in a lot of the same type of things so i think this is going to bode well for free agency next year when other players are like y'all like playing here and they're like hell yeah it's a great vibe Come on yeah. down, Yeah. You know, and we love our coach. So yeah, I I like that theme of what he did.
0: Yeah, um, they also made a few free agents, free agency moves after the draft, which I liked. So they went and got the both of the Bills' edge rushers, Marty Addison and Jerry Hughes, who who are at the end of their careers, but they're going to be able to come in and give good rotation, um, to the to the pass which I love. It's always when you have a deep defensive line where you can keep rotating those guys. Those are always the most successful defenses because they keep coming in with fresh legs. Uh, also Addison yep. and Hughes are gonna be able to kind of coach up. I mean, they've got a young team. Roy Lopez, Jonathan Grenard, um, uh, Akuraku, Akuraku, I'm just gonna call him Ogbo. We, we Ogbo, call him Ogbo. Yeah, yeah, Ogbo, Thomas Booker. Like, they're gonna be able to like tell show these guys all right, this is how you get this done. Like they went they came from the Bills, which is they are now like contenders like those they put together a good defense every year so they're going to be able to come in and, and help them out immediately I think
1: yeah and even that uh is it it's not Rashawn Green what what's the they guy the guy named Green that Rashim? was Rashim Green Rash, Rashim Green is that who it was yeah, yeah okay yeah and from the uh, from Seahawks yeah yep. yeah so they got and I, I think he's fairly young too he's 25 uh, so yeah yeah, so they've got a young team that they, that they can be leaders in. And I, I think you might have just said this, and I apologize. I was, re- I was reading up on that dude's name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they can set the edge. That's yeah. the big, big, big thing is that Hughes and Addison will be able to set the edge, and it's going to dramatically help us, I think, against the run. So not that they're – like you said, they're not going to be – I don't expect 10 sacks out of either of them. I mean, I think they're probably both six sack guys. Yeah. You know, But if you can get some sacks out of – out of uh, Addison, some sacks out of Ogbo, some sacks out of Hughes, some, you know, Greenard playing on the left side, hopefully, really really developing. Uh, that could be, it could pay, I don't know, it could build to a much quicker rebuild. I think next year we truly could be a really solid team and potentially even contenders if Davis Mills works out and if some of these draft picks really work out like we think they will.
0: Yeah, it's a weak division and, uh, like if you look at the games last year, they didn't. There were some bad ones, but they, I mean they, they came in and they brought effort, and I. That's one thing that's hard to say is like they brought effort. Now the coaching, they did. the coaching, and the the offense coordinator and the head coach were not good, so they moved on from them. Pep Hamilton is still here, who is the quarterback whisper. And I'm really excited seasonals. about you
1: know, yeah. seeing him and his offense. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, where he's expected to be the starter. He gets a full off season. I am too. Um, and then the look to the future for 2023. We have, we have a ton of 2023 picks. I'll have to look and see what we got for that. But, and then we have, we have over a hundred million dollars in cap space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we got multiple firsts, multiple seconds and multiple fifths next year. Um, we've got, yeah, the, the hundred Well, I think that 100 million hundred millions dropped down to like 80 million, but still, uh, you know, cause after all signing all these players, uh, uh, the, the rookies, I mean, and then Mario Addison was a two year deal. Um, uh, but the, the key is we've, we signed quite a few of these guys to two year deals this time instead of one year deals. So mm-hmm. Malik Collins got re up two years. Addison was two years. Uh, uh, man, there was another okay starter, <laughs> you know, uh, can't, it was a Kirksey, maybe. I think it was Kirk, Kirksey. Kirksey yeah. may have gotten two years. Yeah, so we we plugged some holes that we don't have to like freak out about drafting next year. These some guy with some guys that are more than a jack. They're not yeah. a star, but they're more than a jack. So I, I like that. I think that was a good, and they were cheap. So I really like that, and that allows us to use our our uh, our free agency money wisely and be able to to be. What, what was the term they used uh, last year? It was like uh specifically aggressive or, <laughs> or targetedly aggressive or something like that. So yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll see how these draft picks sh- shake out. Um, and then, and then, f- you know, fill the, the most needed positions here and there. Uh, probably I, I expect no more than three stars, even with all that money. I think we'll bring in about three stars and they'll carry a little bit more money over towards, uh, extending either tonsil or howard
0: yeah Pro- probably howard i would say but um yeah and their draft picks for next year i he keep trying to give us two seconds which i'd love but we don't we don't have that it's no two- i
1: said two first two thirds
0: oh okay then you yeah you're right two first a second two thirds fourth fifth three sixth, a seventh. so um yeah i mean there's potential in the future and uh and we're expected to have a high draft pick vegas has us at dead last uh, mm. with four and a half wins expected. by This is from DraftKings. The most is the Buccaneers with 11 and a half.
1: I, I think we're going to end up with a stud edge rusher. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, is it Will Anderson? Yeah, a lot I of would people love tr- to get Will Anderson. Have, yeah, a lot of people currently have us getting him if they don't have us a quarterback. And I, you quarterback. Know, the good news in this draft is if Davis Mills doesn't work out, we'll know this year. Yeah. I mean, they filled him with enough talent around him that we should know this year that he's just not going to work out. Pep's going to be guiding him the whole way. The quarterback whisperer. He's got a slot receiver. He's got two other receivers. He's got a, a little bit better running backs. He's got a, a slightly start uh, better uh, O line thanks to Kenan Green and Can. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he won't have any excuses really after this year.
0: Well, um, even so, if he's even if he's like above average, like if he's okay, he's like ah, hey, he's not bad. You can still still go get C.J. Stroud and exactly you could
1: – And trade Davis Mills.
0: Yeah, and you could probably <laughs> – yeah, because you got him for a third. If he's a quarterback and he looks like he's not bad, he's pretty okay, like there's someone that will pay for him. Like it's a quarterback in this league. I'm, the Seahawks are going to need a quarterback. There's a lot of – the Falcons are going to need a quarterback. There's a lot of teams that are going to need a QB next year. But
1: Well, don't forget, Lovey went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman
0: so uh, let's not let's not make that the game plan but yeah um, that's right that is all we have for the Texans roundup. It, it'll probably be a while before we come back with any more NFL stuff just because there's really not happening anything happening until
1: some uh, months
0: almost August yeah but uh, come check us out on the Potty Pod Cinema Podcast uh, where we review all the movies and TV shows that we love until next time catchphrase what do you retort